Thank you so much. John chapter 20. <laughs> John chapter 20. We're continuing uh, to walk through this Easter motif. Amen. And we want to uh, focus our attention um, here. And for a few weeks at Bible study, we're going to be focusing our attention on happen uh, after the resurrection. Amen. Because there's a lot of information um, that is available to us. Amen. And good news for us um, in the post-resurrection narrative. So we're going to go to John chapter 20. We're going to look at verses 24 through 29. 24 through 29. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation of the Bible. Your Bible should read similarly. John chapter 20, verses 24 through 29. When you found it, say amen. If you're still looking, say amen. Amen. John chapter 20, verses 24 through 29. One of the 12 disciples, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, was not with the others when Jesus came. They told him, we have seen the Lord. But he replied, I, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands put my fingers into them and place my hand into the wound in his side. Eight days later, the disciples were together again, and this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here. And look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless anymore. Believe. My Lord and my God. Thomas exclaimed. Then Jesus told him. You believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me look at your neighbor and say neighbor I don't have to see in order to believe amen I don't have to see in order to believe this week in our biblical lesson Approximately eight days, seven, uh, eight days and seven nights uh, have passed since the resurrection of our Lord. The remarkable women have visited the tomb and found not the Lord. And if you were to read John's account of the resurrection, you would find that in John's gospel, Mary Magdalene is the central character. And around verse 11, she stands outside of the tomb crying. Two angels were in the tomb, one at the head and one at the feet of where the body used to be. <laughs> you missed that. You get two angels sitting in the tomb. And 
and one was at, they were the pallbearers, if you would. There were there, there was one at the at the head and another one at the feet of where the body used to be. And they asked her, why are you crying? She responds by saying, because somebody has taken my Lord's body. And I do not know where they have placed him. Fast forward to verse number 15. Fast forward to verse number 15 and Jesus comes to her without her knowing it is him. Then he reveals himself to her in verse 16, tells her, you can't touch me yet, but go and tell the brothers that I'm ascending to my father in verse 17. She finds them and tells them that I have seen the Lord. She does that in verse 18. Now watch this. While Mary is remarkable in verse 11 through 18. The disciples showed themselves unremarkable in verse 19. They are already hiding behind locked doors, afraid that what happened to Jesus may soon happen to them. They hiding behind a locked door. But you do know that you can't hide from the Lord. I don't know who that was for, but that was for somebody right there. That was your shouting cue because everybody's doing stuff to you. They throwing a rock and hiding their hands. They, they saying one thing in front of you and saying something else behind you. When they see you, they love you. When they walk away from you, they can't stand you. They on the phone talking about you. They can be in locked rooms having quiet conversations. But what I love about the Lord is you can do it, but he still knows what you're doing he's a smooth member Gemma. he walks into a locked room in a, through a locked door without ever opening it he just poof here I am shows up says to them peace be unto you now that blew my mind these are the same rascals that ran away from me who acted like they didn't know me was nowhere around when I was being crucified now they have 
they are having an identity crisis trying to hide who they really are and be somebody that they're not because they must be having some conscious, some issues with their conscience. Their conscience is probably eating them up right now. Is there anybody in here that's ever done something wrong and you knew it was wrong and you did it anyway and you knew it was wrong and you still did it anyway and you knew it was wrong and you still did it anyway and you were smiling for the folk but down on the inside it was tearing you up you knew your tail was wrong you knew you needed to go on say I'm sorry you knew you know you need to try to you need to try to recollect that situation you know you need to try to get it right you know you ain't got that much longer to live to be wasting time acting a fool hating one another when God put us in each other's life to love one another is there anybody in here that's ever been wrong and you are ashamed of the wrong that you did. But Jesus says peace. Jesus says to the point you said you know what I ain't got time to worry about you you should have been there don't ask me no more about it I don't want to talk about it I ain't got nothing to say about it when I tried to tell you you didn't want to believe me you missed it this time Thomas said mm, okay I hear what you are saying but around verse 25, he says, unless I see the wounds in his hands and put my fingers in them and then place my hand in the wound in his side, I will not believe. That brings us to today's pericope. A week later, and the disciples are together still, still hiding, still behind locked doors, closed doors, in a small room. But on this day, Thomas is present. 
eight days after. Thomas is present. Doors were still locked. They were still living in fear. Still walking around looking behind their backs. A week later, and fear is still stopping their progress. Stopping their promotion. And slowing their promise. A week later, and they are no better today than they were a week ago. A week later, same sad faces with the same sad stories. A week later, nothing has gotten better. Nothing has changed. A week later, what we was talking about on the phone last week, we're still talking about it this week. A week later, same folk that got on your nerves at the church last week, still getting on your nerves this week. A week later, what you need to understand that maybe the one with the problem ain't the one that's getting on your nerves. Maybe you are the problem. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm sorry. I just realized that maybe I am the problem. I'm sorry that I wanted to blame everybody else, but maybe it's me that's the problem. I'm sorry that I want to look down on everybody else, but maybe it's me that's the problem. Some of you are sitting by some people that know you real, real good. You ought to just look at them and say, I'm sorry. Maybe it's been me that's been the problem all this time. Oh, I know you want to jump around, get, get up and run around the building, but you're afraid that they're going to get mad at you. But go ahead and let them know you're not going to get mad. I'm sorry. Maybe it was me that's been the problem. Jesus again walks through a closed, locked door. And he addresses his scared disciples. And he says, Peace be unto you. Jesus. Jesus is awesome because if we just look at these particular scriptures we learn a great lesson in self-control had it been you or me y'all still here you still scared wasn't no good but Jesus teaches you and I a valuable lesson that life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you react to what happens to you Jesus never loses his cool he never goes off 
He never calls them out of their name. He never throws them to the curve. He never says, I'm going to go find me 11 other fellas to replace y'all. He doesn't do any of that. He says, I've got the peace and I, want, I love you so much in spite of your mistakes that I'm going to grant you peace in the middle of your storm. Blessed it are the peacemakers. Look at your neighbor and tell him, hold your peace. Always be in control of you. I'm going to say that again because somebody over here needed to hear that. Always be in control of you. Jesus walks in through a locked door and says, Peace be unto you. I find his greeting amazing. He greets them in peace even though they left him in pain. Don't leave people, don't greet people how they leave you. There are some of you in here right now, some people have left you and they left you in pain. And every time you see them, you want to inflict the same pain on them that they put on you. But when the Lord is on your side, you can look at the very people that left you in pain and say, I give you peace. You can look at the very people that left you in confusion and say, I give you understanding. You can look at the very people that and left you in hate and say I will give you love. You can look at the very people that left you broken and say I'll put you back together again. You can look at the same people that left you in a ditch and tell them I'm going to build you a bridge. I wish I had somebody that would give your neighbor a high five and tell your neighbor I'm not going to greet people based on how they left me because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Dry your tears. Dry your tears. Don't you cry another tear over that no good bad mama jamma. Don't you, don't you, don't you, don't you do it. Don't you, don't you do it. Pick your head up and go ahead and put some curls in your hair and, and some lipstick on your lips and some rouge on your cheeks and put some eyeliner on your eyes. Go ahead and put your eyelashes back on. Prep yourself up. Walk with destiny. Walk in dignity. Tell them you will not. You didn't make me, and I ain't gonna let you break me. Peace be unto you. People who do you wrong want you to not have peace. So when you give them peace, 
they go chaotic because they want you to treat them like you like they treat you because if you put me down that gives me permission to put you down but I ain't in the business of putting folk down it takes too much energy to put folk down I gotta do too much research to find out about your proclivities I got too I got to do too much research to find out about your vices and your traps I, I gotta call too many people I, got, I gotta do too much researching on Facebook I, I'm trying to get my dissertation done I ain't got time to research for that and research what you doing so instead of going through all of that I'm just gonna give you peace Your neighbor, you looking for a fight? You looking at the wrong one, player. Because I'm just going to show up and let the Lord fight my battle. And I promise you, that ain't a battle you want to fight. Because your arm's too short to box with God. Look at somebody and tell them peace. Jesus knows the pressures that they are enduring. He knows the guilt and the shame that has overcome them. He knows that their heads were hung low. So he gave them something that only the Lord can give. And that is peace. Perfect. Somebody can preach this thing with me. Perfect peace that passes <laughs> I don't even understand how I can pray for folk that misuse me but I got peace I don't even understand how I can love folk that I know can't stand me but I got peace look at your neighbor and tell them I don't understand how I can keep smiling when folk are stabbing me in my back but God's given me that perfect peace in verse 27 he addresses Mr. Doubtful says come here Thomas put your fingers here yeah and put your hand in my side don't be doubtful any longer Thomas just believe the Lord confronts Thomas's faithlessness and removes all of his doubt at the same time. Mm -hmm. Thomas says, my Lord and my God. I believe the Lord removed this because he knew Ah, uh, that Thomas had work to do. Thomas, I know you have not believed. And I'm not going to condemn you for your disbelief. Because there is something I need you to do. There are assignments for you to complete. There are people for you to set 
free. So come here, Thomas. Put your finger in my hand. And then put your hand in my side. And I'm not going to turn my back on you, Thomas, like you turned your back on me. So come here, Thomas. Put your finger in my hand. Then put your hand in my side. I ain't going to treat you, Thomas, like you treated me. So come here, Thomas. Put your finger in my hand. Then put your hand in my side. Thomas says, my Lord and my God. Finally, Thomas got it. Finally, Thomas understood. Finally, Thomas recognized that he'd been walking with the Son of God. Finally, Thomas understood that he was walking not with a man, not with a man-made God, but a God that was man. Finally, he understood the truth of the resurrection. Finally, he believed that Jesus is God and that he is the Lord. Finally, Thomas, yes, believed that Jesus got up with all power in his hands. Finally, Thomas believed that he was the son of God and he had all power in his hands. Jesus tells him, Thomas, you believe because you see me, but blessed are those that have not seen and yet they believe. Good morning, Mount Calvary. I got to leave you now. May the Lord bless you real good. But before I go, let me drop a pen right there. Jesus told Thomas, you believe me because you've seen the nails in my hand and you've seen the piercing in my side. But blessed are they that believe and have not seen. I wonder, is there anybody here that don't mind testifying I have not seen but yet I still believe I don't have to see in order to believe as a matter of fact I ain't asking to see and still I believe I don't even want to see and still I believe if you're not you mean find you a neighbor say neighbor I don't have to see in order to believe that's why I come here every Sunday and lift his name cause I believe he's gonna turn something around for me that's why you look at me and my hand will be going 
from side to side because I believe before I leave here the Lord will fix something in my life do I have a witness I feel alright I ain't got to see in order to believe I ain't never seen Jesus don't know what he looks like but I believe he was and he is the son of God I believe he was and he is God himself I believe he was born in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes I believe he walked this earth for 33 years six months and some odd days I believe he died yeah he died yeah he died before dinner he died before lunch they placed him in a bar or two before dinner he got up Sunday morning before breakfast I believe he walks with me I believe he talks with me I believe he tells me I am here on I believe when life gets hard he's got it all under control when my friends get few he's a friend that stick it closer than any brother three people give them a high five say neighbor I don't know how you feel about it I don't have to see in order in order in order to believe God will yeah if you believe lift him up if you believe, tell him thank you. If you believe, give him glory. Ain't he alright? Don't have to believe. I don't have to see. 